Rochester Regional Health, built by the community for the community. It's in that spirit we bring you Rock Your Health Radio. Here's Bill Klaproth. Three out of every four stroke patients don't receive treatment fast enough for the best chance of a full recovery. So how are health professionals addressing this need for speed? Here to tell us about that and the life-saving stroke care at Rochester Regional Health is Dr. John Cullen, a key member of the Rochester Regional Health Stroke Team. Dr. Cullen, thank you for your time today. Can you first tell us why timing is so critical when it comes to stroke victims? Yeah, the timing is such a critical aspect of it uh, because there's a medication that we can give called TPA um, that's given intravenously, and the issue with this medication is it has to be given within a certain time window in order for it to be both safe and effective. Um, generally, we try to give this medication within four and a half hours of when the symptoms onset begin. Um, and one of the first questions we typically ask a patient when they're coming in with signs and symptoms of stroke is when they were last seen normal, because that helps us determine when that clock starts for the timing aspect of this medication. So the window is four and a half hours, and tell me about the efficacy of the drug if it's caught within that window. So within four and a half hour window, um, it is pretty efficacious. The, the one factor to, to keep in mind is that four and a half hour window is the window to where we can give this medication, but the earlier you give it, the better it works. So you know, the thing that we like to say is time is brain. Every minute that you wait to delay this given medication, uh, vital neurons within the brain can die, and then you can lose more function. So early, you know, when symptoms are first discovered, it's important for families to immediately call 911 to get to the hospital as soon as possible because every minute is precious in trying to give this medication. So time is brain, that's what you said, and every minute counts, it sounds like. So this is really important. The first time you notice any symptoms or something out of the ordinary Speed counts in this situation. Like you say, time is brain. Every minute counts. So can you tell us what happens then during stroke treatment? Yeah, so the first thing you do when you arrive to the emergency room is you'll be triaged by the nurse, and they will assess you as a a, a acute stroke alert. Um, and that brings off a bunch of different protocols. Um, it gets the neurologist in the emergency room involved with your care very quickly. Um, usually the first thing when you do when you arrive is they the nurse will quickly assess you and check your blood pressure. And then the emergency room physician will see you um, and do something called an NIH stroke scale, which is a measurement of how severe the potential stroke could be. Um, and then almost immediately after that, you usually get a non-contrast head CT. And this is important to make sure that you're not having a hemorrhage or something else that could be uh, making it so you cannot get that IVTPA medicine. Strokes come in a couple different forms, uh, but the two main categories are either ischemic strokes, which means a clot forms and blocks one of the arteries, not letting blood flow go to the brain, or hemorrhagic strokes, which means an artery or something else in the brain then bleeds, and then that causes that kind of stroke symptom. So this head CT will help determine which type of stroke you've had, if you've indeed had a stroke. After that head CT is done, usually by that time, um, you'll be reevaluated. Um, the neurologist is usually at bedside at that time, and determination with the between the patient, the family, and the neurologist and the emergency room physician will often determine whether or not someone is an IV TPA candidate. Um, if they are, then we try giving the medication again as soon as possible. There's another uh, further 
intervention that can be done acutely uh, where a neuroendovascular physician can actually do one of two things. They can actually go in with a device and retrieve a clot if it's within the arteries in the brain, or they can go in there to the arteries and give another medication called intraarterial TPA, which will then help dissolve the clot. Um, there's a time component to that as well. It's a little longer than the typical four and a half hours, um, but again, it's important to do it as soon as possible to help preserve the normal functioning of the brain. Right, as soon as possible. That time is brain again. So you talked about the acute stroke alert. So this involves a whole team at Rochester Regional Health, and time is of the essence. Can you tell us then about the intensive stroke training and some of the advanced technology you use at Rochester Regional Health to incorporate that speed of diagnosis and assessment? Yeah, so we have different imaging modalities. We have you know, the CT scans like I was talking about. We can do another um, scan called a CT angiogram. That looks specifically at the arteries within the head and the neck to look for any blockage. Um, other imaging modalities we have available is we can do something called a CT perfusion. Um, that sometimes helps us determine the, the penumbra or the size of the stroke. And if there is tissue that can be um, preserved by doing the interventions as soon as possible. The an MRI of the brain is also possible, though usually in the acute phase um, that isn't something that we do because that takes a little bit more time, and again, time is of the essence here. At Rochester Regional Health, we have neuroendovascular trained physicians that can perform these more advanced procedures that are used to take out the class with different devices. Um, currently, that physician that we use is at Rochester General Hospital, and if a patient were to present to any of the other hospitals, we're able to quickly transfer them over to Rochester General so that they can receive this procedure. And Dr. Cullen, how about after a person suffers a stroke? Can you tell us about the rehabilitation services and post-discharge follow-up? Yeah, so that's a very important factor of stroke care because the recovery is a vital component and physical and occupational and speech therapy are keys to that. At all the Rochester Regional Hospitals, uh, we have specifically trained physical occupational speech therapists that are well-trained to, to deal with neurological diseases, particularly stroke. Here at Unity Hospital, we have the Rochester, we have the Galasano uh, Rehab Center, and most of our stroke patients go there after re their stroke to receive their post-stroke care. Um, this is staffed by PM&R physicians who are specifically trained in dealing with these kind of neurological injuries, and they have a dedicated team multiple therapies that help get them through and help them recover after the strokes. In addition, at both Unity and Rochester General Hospital, we have TIA and stroke clinics um, that are set up in order to get patients quick post-hospitalization follow-up to make sure that all the treatment recommendations and therapies that were recommended during the hospitalization are being um, followed through with and make sure that nothing left that can help prevent future strokes from occurring. Okay, well, that's really good to know. And I know we're talking about stroke treatment, but can you quickly talk with us about stroke prevention, such as stroke risk factors, and how to lower them quickly? Yeah, so when you talk about treating, treating strokes, there's two main factors. There's the treatment of the acute stroke, which is what we've talked about, and then there's the secondary stroke prevention, uh, which is just as important. The mainstays of Stroke prevention are antiplatelet medications such as aspirin and Plavix. Uh, there's another medication called Agrinox that we use sometimes. This is a blood thinner that helps prevent future strokes from forming. Other types of strokes are caused by irregular heart 
uh, rates, typically something called atrial fibrillation. And those type of strokes are best treated with anticoagulation medications. So that's why it's usually very important to determine what caused someone's strokes so that we can properly and most effectively treat it going forward. Other things and other factors that put you at risk for strokes are smoking, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and diabetes. And that's why whenever anyone presents with signs or symptoms of stroke, we always try to best treat and evaluate for those conditions. If someone is a smoker, we strongly encourage smoking cessation and uh, work hard with them to to quit. Um, it, after a stroke, it's very important to get the blood pressure well controlled. If someone is diabetic, it's very important to get that well controlled. If someone has high cholesterol, we usually start them on cholesterol medications. One of the better cholesterol medications is one called the Torvastatin or Lipitor. Uh, studies have shown that that medication has stroke reduction benefits irrespective of your cholesterol levels. So typically, we place patients on that medication for secondary stroke prevention. Other things that we look for is the arteries in your neck. We typically image those with either a carotid ultrasound, a CT angiogram of the head and neck, or an MR angiogram of the head and neck. Often, we'll get an echocardiogram of your heart, and we place patients on telemetry to monitor the heart rate. If we're strongly suspicious of an irregular heart rate as the cause of stroke, we often recommend prolonged monitoring of the heart with something either something called a Holter monitor, the vet monitor, or a loop recorder. Okay, so lifestyle modifications, uh, medication, and testing, all very important in helping to prevent stroke. And if you could wrap it up for us, Dr. Cullen, what else should someone know about Rochester Regional Stroke Centers? So this is a very important thing that in, at Rochester Regional Health that we want to deal with and make sure that we do our best to prevent strokes from occurring, and the disability that comes with strokes, we want to try to limit that. So between the acute interventions of getting to the hospital as soon as possible, seeing if you're a TPA candidate, while in the hospital receiving the thorough workup to try to determine the etiology or the cause of your stroke, and then afterwards receiving the proper post-stroke care, whether it's going to rehab or just seeing us in the TAs or stroke clinics, we're able to help prevent and treat this disease that is potentially very devastating, but sometimes preventable. Right. Well, thank you for sharing that with us, Dr. Cullen, and thank you for your time today. You're listening to Rock Your Health Radio with Rochester Regional Health. For more information, you can go to rochesterregional.org. That's rochesterregional.org. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.